the first question of this session. I started listening to your recordings maybe in 2020 and it just really resonates with me the way you explain the chitta. I just have never heard it explained the way you do. It all makes sense. So I just want to say thank you for this and to the Sangha here. Yeah. Teacher arises because of people who want to hear. <laughs> I don't have much to say, there's nobody around. <laughs> and I think gradually, over time, what I say gets moderated and modulated by what I've noticed people understanding or affected by or interested in, and then really trying to relate that to what this, this transmission has been and how these two are going to meet. So I kind of act as the, the intermediary between you know, what's come before and then what's available, and I just open up and hope something good happens. <laughs> yes. I wanted to ask about the bowing. I feel increasingly that I'd like to join in. Could you speak about that and what you are doing and how you do it? Okay. Well, bowing, it's, uh, I think it's a valuable practice uh, because it's very embodied. It's not just saying, oh, thank you, very nice. <laughs> It's essentially, it's, um, it's a recollection. So when we bow to the Buddha, generally what I do is I just bring to mind, maybe I don't even have a word or an image anymore, I just sort of bring that sense of the stillness beyond circumstance, you know? Like here I am, it's Thursday or whatever, just wait a minute, click into space, clarity. You know, so just bring a Buddha impression of some kind doesn't have to look like a Buddha, just that sense of it. And then, okay, and this is what I follow. And then the bowing is a gesture of respect for that, and, you know, I'm going to, it's going to teach me, it's going to lead me. You know, and the same thing with the Dhamma. Uh, any, any teachings could be like, oh, this is going to be about patience, this is going to be about good will, today it's going to be, this is going to be about ability to cultivate trust, you know. <laughs> So you know, those virtues that can slip away from me, I, I want to print them and bow to them. Yeah. And the same sangha, the cooperative and the lineage. Physical act of bowing, it varies. It varies from tradition to tradition, lineage to lineage, school to school. But it generally involves some gesture in which one is, one is, the head is being lowered with a sense of humility. Yeah, because the head sometimes gets a little bit big <laughs> and important. So uh, in the time of the Buddha, some days they just kind of, sometimes they make Anjali, sometimes they walk around. There's a kind of circumambulation. Now this is a, a style of bowing that's in the Theravada schools in Sri Lanka, Burma, and Thailand. In which you have you kind of kneel, so you have both knees on the ground, and then you bring your hands together, so you have that moment of recollection. Your hands together at the heart level. So you could say it's something like a prayer, because it is in a way. It's just aspiration, heart aspiration, contact, physical contact. So it links it to just this embodiment. Then you bow your head. And then touch, sometimes you touch the fingers to the forehead and you come down so that you're 
you know, hands are on the what they call the five points. The two hands are on the ground, and the elbows are on the ground, and the, and the forehead touches the ground simultaneously. So that's called the five point. It means it's pretty much like the full, you know, the whole thing. I'm just really putting the whole thing there. <laughs> And every time you come up, you come up, you get a sense of what you're rising into. You know? And hopefully some of what you bow to as you rise up, that's what should come back to you. Yeah. And so it's that's because we live in this world of cause and effect. And in the heart, that cause and effect is pretty pretty immediate. Once you put your eye into, you're going to get the resonance from it. And it's important because sometimes we skip over to the next thing, but actually coming up and then what are you rising into? You're rising into what you're bound to. And so that that's we do that three times. And uh, as I said before, I generally more or less begin the day with that, finish the day with that, and if I come to it as a Buddha image, you know, same sort of thing or use that Buddha image to re-establish. I always carry some kind of Buddha or something with me, so wherever I am, hotel room or something, hotel room, no, this is another shrine. This Buddha can be here too. I put that and then bow to that. So it, it is a kind of acts as a way, use a little Buddha image, carry around and the bowing, means wherever I am, I stay in the temple. You see what I mean? I don't have words to express my heart, but thanks. And I sit here shaken by the Buddha and your transmission. The silence this morning, there's something about it, intricate, intimate, delicate. And what else is in there is really such strong goodwill. The process is so intriguing, so beautiful. So thank you all, everybody. Another participant speaks. I so appreciate your clarity. You've helped me to understand things that I touched into years ago, and I went down cul-de-sacs not understanding, and I had to give up something and not knowing why. You've given me clarity from my personal journey that I will treasure for years to come. I'm so grateful to have come into contact with you. Jitta was a word I heard years ago and found it so ambiguous, but now I can see how essential it is to the whole teaching. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, body college is a dependent rising <laughs> itself, like everything else. But a very, you know, it starts with someone has a kind of aspiration, a brainwave, a act of faith. A, Let's try this. A bit of struggle, a lot of work. Da 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 da. People get interested. Volunteers support. Connections line up. And, you know, that's that's the way that's the way it goes. It's kind of. In some ways it's fragile because it's just uh, really it's just what people pull together on any occasion but that's what makes it uh, valid I think if things get too certain they lose their dumber <laughs> you know really the Buddha said the Sangha will decline through gain honour praise <laughs> that's how it decline you get too set or too established you lose your edge and so it's uh, but then naturally the edge has got to keep being dependently arising you know so it requires the support 
the commitment, the integrity, is you know, helping each other, then it can keep going. It's uh, it's a very fluid form. So, um, you know, thank you, Bodhi College, and thank you, the managers, and really, you know, this is a very fertile ground. As long as it's fertile, let's stay with it and see what we can do. Keep it going. Yes. It's been a difficult year for me, and with your teaching, I feel like an instrument that has been retuned. I feel I can play now or sing. Bring your piano in, or just adjust the string. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say I'm very grateful to be here, and it seems I understand how the conditions are important, and that I have probably done some wholesome actions along the way. Mm. Sometimes when I look at my life, I look at the difficult things that have happened to me, and now I see I need to also look at the beautiful things that have happened. Thank you for your teaching. Yeah, don't believe in the old story. Which, you know, there's a lot more to you than you know. <laughs> really. For the last ten years, I've been struggling with daily practice, and now I see better that practice is not just for half an hour, but it's 24-7, and I have to do my best. One of the most important points of breathing is the pause between the in-breath and the out-breath, and the out-breath and the in-breath. Just that. When that disappears, we start to get a bit over. (laughs) That's just an image, for example, because... So saying these bardo moments, the moment you want to jump to the next thing, what you generally jump to is the same old story. (laughs) 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 Just because you just, you know, that itself is already, you know, just, can we we keep that kind of attitude, an attitude, uh, bearing in mind the nature of dhammas and how potent they are to, form you into something something's always going to happen that's for sure (laughs) still nothing's going to happen but let's let's get get the starting point right right view and then then of course we see these teachings arrayed in terms of virtue, meditation, wisdom they really all sort of intermingle intermingle but the meditation time is really so important as a time of rest to let, let the system refresh itself. That's, that's not insignificant. And those hour or so is, it's two half hours, one in the morning, half in the evening, that's, that's necessary. Absolutely. You've talked about practicing with the paramis. I don't know what they are. Is there a text you could recommend on this? I know somebody wrote a book <laughs> got to bring it with me but um, it's available as an e-book and a PDF on, uh, on websites so if you go to Forest Sanger org, and you navigate your way through to teachings, publications, books and uh, it embarrasses me to say look under my name <laughs> there is a book on the parami which is talks also like little working exercises and stuff like that I just wanted to thank you and everyone for the silent presence 
and especially to thank you for how you led us into silence and this transition into Bardo. I've never experienced it like that before. It was wonderful. Thank you. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I just want to add that the Qigong was really special and added a lot. Thank you for that. If you want to follow any of that up, if you find my website, ajansichito.org, there's some Qigong videos. So you can actually... <laughs> Who is your teacher in Qigong? I have several. So I'm like flypaper. I just pick out bits and pieces <laughs> from various people who know a lot more than I do. <laughs> so I think we will um, sign off. <laughs>